0: Oh, God, praise God, and welcome every morning to these services, coming to you from Lawrenceville, Georgia, World Outreach Church for All Nations, and to those of you joining us online, we want to welcome you, we thank God for you, and to all of us, Happy New Year, glory be to God, <laughs> amen, <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, I was just thinking there in my seat uh, every four years, we have a new change, uh, a a, a change of government here in the United States. And whenever the outgoing president is departing from Washington and he gets in the Air Force One, the pilot has a call signal, which will be Air Force One about to depart. But by the time he lands, the new president will have been inaugurated And therefore, he could no longer use that same call signal to land. He will have to land as a regular civilian. And so this morning, we just welcome all of you, our viewers and those of you here, on the old call signal. World Outreach Church for All Nations. By the time this service ends, that call signal will have been retired hallelujah (laughs) glory be to god and so let me just dive into the exhortation leading to the unveiling amen and as we promised we will deliver in the sense that for everyone that's here today you will live here with a gift you will live here with a gift amen and so let me go to isaiah chapter 62 Verse 2, and I know they are having technical difficulties, but regardless of that, we are moving forward. We thank God for his presence. We thank God for his power. We thank God for each and every one of you. Nothing is holding us back. Nothing is stopping us. We are moving right along. Isaiah chapter 62, verse 2, it says, The Gentiles shall see your righteousness, and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name." And that you will hear in a few minutes. So this morning, we've been talking for the past few weeks now about looking back, looking up, and looking forward. And for this segment of this message this morning, we are speaking using the title, The Unveiling God of New Beginnings. And it's not coincidental that this message, this God of new beginnings, is speaking to us on the very first Sunday of 2022. That was the way he ordered it, and that's the way we are delivering it. When God changes a name, it indicates that something new has happened or will happen to that person. A new relationship, as in Abraham becoming Abraham or a new character quality, as in Peter, or a new face of life, as in Saul becoming Paul. We see this somewhat today when a wife takes the name of her husband. It represents a change in her life, both in the eyes of God and of society. Many, many, many biblical characters in the Bible had new beginnings as God gave them new names. Just for a few here, in Genesis 17, verses 5 through 6, don't turn to it, you don't need to turn to that, you can read that later. Abraham's name was changed to Abraham. Why? Because God was challenging him to a new faith, upgrading his faith, because as of that time, he was childless. And God was taking this childless man and challenging him to be the father of nations, which means he will have to have children and children and more children. So he changed his name to fit where it was taking him. We see Jacob become Israel in Genesis chapter 32, verses 22 through 28. Why was that? Because we saw God bringing a change of plans into Jacob's life. Jacob up to that time was used to doing things his own way He schemed to get whatever he wanted but with his new name god was letting him know a new sheriff was in town hallelujah and then we see simon peter jesus changed his name from simon barjona to peter which means cephas why was that this, we see this in John chapter 1 in verse 42, because for Peter, it was to become a change of character. Peter was a very flippant, fickle individual before his encounter with Jesus. But after Jesus encountered him, and in John 1, 42, and changed his name, he rose up to the occasion and lived up to the reputation and destiny of that name. We later know it was one that gave the revelation in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, about Christ being the Son of God, and it was the one that ministered and opened the church of Jesus Christ on the day of Pentecost. So in essence, he became a stabilizing force in the church. And then of course, in my list here, last but not the least, we saw Saul become Paul in Acts 13, verse 9 and verse 9. Why was that? Because Paul was a very opinionated person. He had opinion about everything prior to his coming to Jesus. He was a highly intellectual Pharisee who was grounded in the law. And so what did God do? God changed his name to change his opinion. He had an exalted opinion of himself prior to Jesus. Oh, but after the encounter on the road to Damascus, he had a very exalted opinion of the Lord Jesus Christ and he championed the message of that exaltation across the nations and became the apostle of grace to the nations. And so for me and you this morning, we are not left out of this equation because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if any man be in Christ Jesus, it's a new creation. Yeah. Oh! things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. So for me and you, it changed us sinners and made us saints. And it now wants me and you to live up to the expectation of what and what the work is done in us. So what are the takeaways from these changes we see in the scriptures? What are the takeaways? Very quickly, five things. Number one. God is in control of your life. It does not matter what's happening to you this minute, where you've been, what you've been through, what has happened, who left you, who you're not living, and on and on and on and on. No matter what is going on in your life, you need to know that God is in total, absolute, positive control of your life. He knew you before you were born. And he placed a destiny on your life before you ever got here. It does not matter how you were born. Some of us say, well, you know, I came from a single parent in the house. Really? Are you, tell, are you kidding me? There is no illegitimate child. Every child that was born, that ever came to this earth, was ordained to be here by God. So you need to settle that right now. You are not illegitimate, you are as legitimate as legitimacy itself can be. Why? Because God is in control of your life. Number two. God knows you intimately and loves you completely. He said to Jeremiah in chapter 1, Jeremiah, he said, before you were born, I knew you. Before you were ever conceived, I already ordained you to be a prophet. God knew you before you were born. And he loves you completely. We see this in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, where the Bible says he chose us in him, in love, before the foundation of the world. So don't let anybody rob you of your sense of esteem in God because God wants you to know he loves you and knows you intimately. He said he has loved you with an everlasting love. There's nothing you can do to change God's mind about you. He loves you. Number three, take away from this name changes, is that God has a specific work for you to do. Now, we've been talking about looking back, looking up, and looking forward, and I hope by now... You have taken the time to do your SWOT analysis and you ask God, God, what is the reason for my existence? Why am I here? What do you want to accomplish in and through my life? Each one of us is here with an assignment. An assignment with your name on it. And God moves in time to bring change, to bring growth, to bring adjustments to our lives so that we can walk in that thing for which he has called us. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. And number four, God desires to move you out of your past into a greater future. Oh, hallelujah. I said, God wants to move you out of your past. Many of us are totally, completely stuck in the past. We can't get over the mistake we've made, we can't get over the things we've lost. We can't get over those that have betrayed us. We can't get over all the things that's happened, that's hindered us in making progress. And we're just stuck in that time. But God wants you to know. He wants to move you past, through, through your, move you out of your past into your future. Think about Apostle Paul. Who, who, who could have had a worse uh, resume than this guy? A guy whose main job in the New Testament was hauling persecuting and killing Christians. And yet, Jesus, on the road to Damascus, arrested him and chose him to be a chosen vessel who will carry the message of God all around the world. So I'm saying to you, if God can use Paul, if God did not use his past against him, you have not done anything close to what Paul did, and therefore, for you and I, there is great hope. Amen? Amen. It is us to move you out of your past into a greater future. And lastly, God wants you to keep eyes on him and his plans. I pray that that last one will be a guiding principle to all of us in this new year going forward. He wants you and I to keep our eyes on him and his plans. Because that's the only way we're going to know when we need to make adjustments. That's the only way we're gonna know where we need to make changes. That's the only way we're gonna know when God has changed something, so that we can move in line with the changes He's bringing forth. Also, now I'm right now at the point for the reason for which we're here today. Woo-hoo. Let me read one scripture, and I'm gonna go into it. Hebrews chapter eight, in verse thirteen. I'm gonna read it from the New Living Translation. Okay, these monitors are still asleep. Praise God! They'll wake up in a minute. Amen. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 13. Let me read it from the NLT. Hebrews 8, 13. Hallelujah. God is good. (laughs) Hebrews 8, 13. It says when God speaks of a new covenant. It means he has made the first one obsolete. It is now out of date and will soon disappear. In the life of this ministry, that is exactly where we are right now. So, for the reveal of a rebrand, a new name. I'm, I'm sure because the monitors are not working, we're going to have to go improvise here. Can you all just stand with me? And we are going to have a countdown. Now, you guys must understand, We all this, all of this was planned out. We had all kinds of things to show you on the overhead. But the rain and technology is not cooperating, but God is. Yes. <laughs> God is cooperating. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to have a countdown. From 5 to 1. And then when I... Give the one, I'll give you your new name.
1: Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready?
0: Yeah. It is just like God, that in the new year, we also get a new name. Yeah. <laughs> Five. Fan. Yes. Uh, As of this minute, legally, spiritually, yes. your new name yes. shall become yes. global. For short, Global Outreach or Goal? Goal!
1: Hallelujah!
0: Praise God. Praise God. That is your new logo. Go. We are going to the highways and byways. Yes, sir. We are going to every nook and corner. Yes, sir. We are going to the nations of the earth. Yes, sir. We are going. Go. God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. L- let me just give you some background here. Yes. <gasps> <laughs> you saw what happened when we got to praise God. Technology lined up. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-huh if you just understand the yes. keys to the kingdom of god that when you start praising god start coming yes, glory to god amen yes. so when you're doing a name change of any sort or even you even if you're even trying to get a name for a business or organization there's more to just the name to consider you also have to consider the url or the domain name because you may get a name But the domain is not available. So it's a lot of work to get to the point where you get the name and also have the domain. So some may wonder, why do we not use just World Outreach or World Outreach Church, which is a variation of what we were. But those variations, World Outreach, or in all of its its variations, are very dated. In other words, they've been taken and being used by other people, even as I speak. In fact, I know two ministries with that name right now. Okay, so the name in any variation, either World Outreach or World Outreach Church, are already taken. And then, of course, the domain is also not available. And so God gave us Global Outreach Church. This is the neat thing about this. You know how in a movie, sometimes they show you a trailer to help you understand what happened before the movie could be made? So let me give you the trailer to this name. True story. In August, after my wife and I came back from Turkey, I called Pastor Larry and I said, Pastor Larry, this is the name I believe God has given us. He, he, he was the only one I told. He took the name and went to their regular Wednesday night meeting where they were debating, talking about names and he kept his mouth shut. They went back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and without him telling them anything, they independently came up with the same name. (laughs) But this this is the amazing part of it. Sometimes what you are looking for in God is hidden in plain sight. Because this acronym, G-O, is actually on the last page of our old website. If you went to workfundusa.org and scrolled all the way to the end, that's the last thing you see. Wow. Yeah. Of course, I didn't know that. There's it right there. That's the old website. That's it. G O. It was there in plain sight. I didn't know that. It was personality that discovered it and told them as a confirmation to what they were doing. I wanted you to know that to help you understand the journey we are on is not a man made journey. Yeah. This is something that God ordered and something that God will direct. And that's why i'm inviting every last one of you to roll off your slips get on board and let's get these things firing on all cylinders amen. we are going to the byways and highways yes. we are going to the nations we are going to the distressed we are going to the yes. sick the maim all of those that the world has forgotten god is sending them to us sending also them amen and so Going on now while technology is still cooperating. A new website address. Gochurch.org. <laughs> 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 GoChurch.org. You don't, you no longer have to scratch your head. Workfind USA.org. It's grass rolled away. Go hyphenchurch.org. Simple. Very simple. And as of this evening, if I'm not mistaken, the new website will go live. Oh, it is live now. Oh, correction, correction. It's live now. (laughs) The new website is on. It's on live now. Praise God. All right. So now when I, I just taught you that when God changes his name, he has a purpose. He has a direction. He has something he wants to do. And so, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us? You see the logo. Let's go to the logo. Ah, thank you, Jesus. That's the logo. The old, the old vision statement says, building strong families and serving global communities. The old. For the last couple of years, i would become very uncomfortable somewhat with that statement. And let me tell you why. Because I felt there were people among us, perhaps they had been married and now single, or perhaps they are not married yet. Somehow when you say building strong families, it has a tendency to exclude them. Are you following me? The normal, the, the 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 natural default when you say family, you're looking at a husband and wife and children, and that's not what we're trying to do. We are trying to be all inclusive: husband, wife, children, single, divorced, widowed, whatever it is. So now, as God changed our name, He allowed us to maintain the core principle of what He's called us to do by restating that vision statement. And so the new vision statement is building a Jesus community to serve the world. <laughs> because when you build a Jesus community, it includes husbands, wives, children, single, divorced, widows, everybody's included. We are not leaving anyone out. Amen. We're building a Jesus community. Why? To serve the world. That's, and you're going to be hearing more about that in weeks and weeks to come. This is just the precursor to the changes that's taking place. This is not a one-off. This is not a one-and-for-all change. This change is initiating serious, serious, series of changes that's going to be taking place in weeks and months to come. So, our mission statement now. We are followers of Jesus, demonstrating this love in our community and the world. Yeah. So if somebody was to ask us, why are we existing? That would be our purpose statement. Why? What's the reason for our existence? Our existence, the, reason, the purpose statement is raising followers of Jesus to serve our community and reach the world. That's why we exist to raise followers, those who will follow Jesus, and to serve our community and reach the world. Now, for everyday slogan, which you will see this on our marquee outside, is is it in there? Okay, so we we, we have a a, a brand new marquee, but the brand new one is not ready yet, but we have a temporary one outside. As we go out today, you will see it. The new marquee, the the new marquee. ah, Okay, all right. (laughs) The slogan statement, Serving our community, reaching the world. Amen. And that brings me to the end of our unveiling. You now know who we are, you know why we're here, and you know what we're called to do. Now, this entire exercise will have been totally, completely impossible apart from the incredible, diligent effort of one person. I'm talking about Pastor Larry Omanaye. Please come up. Amen. Thank you. He, I, I can I have. I lack the words to describe. The. <laughs> I lack the words to describe, the level of his service, yes. and what he has brought to the table, yes, to help all of us to accomplish the destiny that God has given us. Amen. Uh, he came on board December of 2019 almost as if God knew that we are going to need the extra help because of the pandemic. And God positioned him before the pandemic. And of course, when the pandemic hit, trying to pivot and to make adjustments and to know what we need to do, how we need to do it, how it's just incredible. It's taking a lot of burden off of me. So if I'm looking younger, it's because of him. Larry, I want to thank God for you. You are like a fresh of breath here. I thank God for your temperance, your incredible calm in the midst of a storm, and the tremendous wisdom of God that resides in you. I thank God for you, my friend. And I pray that the God that called you into this role will continue to empower you, Amen. and continue to strengthen you, Amen. and give all the tools you need Amen. to finish the work that is placed in your hands.